All right, welcome everybody. Talk about it outdoors. Alex DeBoard, Nick Wilson, Cody Watson coming to you with our second part episode. Sawzall and Tag Soup. Y'all get that after you listen to the first one. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate everybody going over to our social media platforms, giving us a follow, giving us a like, following along by clicking on the link tree there. You'll see all of our uh, locations in one place. You can listen on Spotify, iTunes. We are hot on Google now, as well as all your other podcast platforms that you may want to find it. If you haven't downloaded them yet, please do. It gets us a check of where we're reaching out to. We can kind of see where everybody's listening from, and it gives us an idea about who may, who we might want to talk to? So, we reached we reached a thousand yet. We have not reached a thousand yet. Not yet. Not yet. We are getting there very closely. So we're we're gonna be we're gonna be pushing probably a thousand by by the end of this episode. I hope. If it runs as long as the last one, we probably will be at a thousand. So I, I hope so because I want to see what this giveaway is that you keep talking gosh, about. You won't even tell us why you have to keep bringing up the giveaway. I, I'm I'm telling you, it's gonna be so special. You I don't want to know. Can I win it? You cannot, and neither can Cody. This is boring. I, I can I can win it though. I haven't posted a picture on there yet. I didn't. I left that part out. So. Oh wow! Well, it's a two to one vote. Y'all could vote, you know, against me. So we got to pick. We got to pick who we want to win that. So thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, last episode, you heard Brandon go into the lead up and all the drama that ensued following Etzel Hubcap Honey Buns and. <laughs> Blaine buying jumbo snacks and Nick eating an entire box of fudge rounds and it was a, it was a great episode and we got a lot out of it and what we want to get now is the uh, the the actual kill the actual harvest of an amazing animal because you know when we look back at moments when Brandon has that buck on the wall that's going to be one of his top moments that he's ever had for sure it is it's a it's a it's a great buck Nick give me a little rundown. Uh, before we get Brandon on the phone about the the phone call, I, I want to get your perception of of the phone call Brandon made to you or a text message or whatever yeah, it, it is. Uh, it was a text. So me and him and we had a group text up there because my dad and Hank and a couple other guys were up there. And we had a text going, but myself and Blaine and Brandon had a separate text, and we had been texting that day back and forth, like like Brandon said on the first episode about sitting there all day long and. And I think it was, I'm going to say a time, 1.30, 1 o'clock. I had text them and asked them, you know, how the hunt was going and, and if they'd seen anything and how long they were sitting. And Brandon, I think Brandon had said um, he had seen a couple and, and I, I told him I was going to go ahead and set the rest of the day and hang out there that it was starting to warm up some. And I asked Brandon if it was going to be, you know, doe down this evening. Uh, we're, we weren't going to shoot nothing small. And he said, well, if, if I was going to shoot a doe, I could already shot one. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, yeah, I said, um, I said, well, just keep sitting there or whatever. And I was going to sit there. He was going to sit there. What, what are you doing? Leave that paper alone. <laughs> well, I'm, I don't know why you're fidgeting with that paper. <laughs> Leave it alone. You're making me nervous over there. Sorry. <laughs> um, but. So we, did he? So one forty was where we left Brandon off at. At this time, did did he give you any inclination that he had seen a shooter buck? No, no. It was. I could probably go back to the text there. I'm pretty sure the first text he sent was just shot one. Okay. And I knew at that point that if Brandon shot, after he already said, you know, I'm not going to shoot a doe, that it was probably a good buck. Right. 
And so it wasn't a phone call and too dramatic like mine was. It was more of a text message got one down. I think because they were still uncertain. Got you. About the shot. I well, mean, just like any bow hunter. Before we get too in-depth into it, I just wanted to bump you that question. Go ahead and get Brandon on the phone. Let's get him rolling on the uh, on the anticipated uh, harvest of this this wonderful whitetail because I can guarantee you I'm I'm excited to hear the rest of it. Brandon, was he was great in the first part, and I want to hear him in the second part because uh, I know he's excited to tell it. Here we go. Time's ticking. I can't do the text message. I got a call. Hello. Brandon, we are back live, my friend. How are you? Doing fine, you see? Good, man. We're picking up where we left off. What do you got, Nick? I was just going to – let's give him a rundown of what we were just talking about so, about the text. what we just ran through was Nick – you know, I, I asked Nick, did he, did he get any kind of – you know, call from you or or any kind of uh, inclination as soon as the as soon as the actual shot had been fired, and he said you'd send a text message to him and, and that you just shot one. And uh, but we're gonna rewind a little bit, and I think where we left off with you was you'd seen a double throat patch doe that was it was a pretty doe, and you were talking about that. And I want to pick up where we left off there. And uh, while while you were away, Nick was he was throwing some throwing some tidbits of information out there that we're going to get to in just a minute i'm going to ask you about but if you would continue on with the with the story of old sawzall for us all right well like i said it was uh one o'clock she come out in that button head and uh they hung out the you know about 40 45 minutes i believe it was 140 and and and, and they went off and um you know sometimes you won't deer around but you know when you when you're hunting for a buck, you kind of just want stuff, which is odd to say, stuff that you don't want around because you don't want to be busted. You, you kind of want them to go off. So I was like, you know, man, y'all need to, you know, go on, go on, go on. There's plum underneath the stand. And uh, I wouldn't have shot that doe for, you know, well, I say I wouldn't shot it for $100 now, and I'd have shot it. But she was pretty. And, 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 uh, probably get and, and that buck will probably grow up and somebody get to take them a, a, you know a good looking deer but um so sit there 140 again nothing not even a squirrel not nothing well let me and, let me uh, stop you real quick brandon because i was there with you and we were we were texting back and forth we had a group text at any point were you thinking man i'm just gonna get down i'm, I'm done i'm done i'm ready to get out of here did that did that ever set in between our normal, because I mean, like it's most of us, we hunt up there. We hunt up there till probably ten or eleven o'clock. We get down, grab us a bite to eat, and get back in there. At, at, during that time, because it's been so long since you've said all day, did you ever feel like that you should get out? Yeah, I, I felt like that at twelve, and then I felt like that again about one, and then somewhere around about two, I felt like that again, and I, you know. And I was getting t- like I said, group text. I think and, I think um, I had sent that, and what, what I was t- sorry to keep stopping you, but I think I'd sent that text to you. We had a private text between me and you and Blaine, and I think I had sent that text somewhere around one thirty, two o'clock. And I and I said, "Are you guys going to sit there all day?" And then I said, "Are you going to shoot a doe?" And you said, "No, I could have already shot that." And right, yeah, and it's hard, you know. Like I said, we're talking about no control and this and that. But if I was in the open field and we were sitting there and I've been sitting all day, 
and 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 a double walk that's two o'clock, and I knew I had, you know, three hours left, of, you know, two three and a half hours left of daylight. I'd have smoked one, and then it kept setting. But me being in timber like that, and and it as dry as it was, I mean, you could hear a squirrel for a hundred yards. I mean, you can't, you couldn't walk nowhere up there without. Sound um, like an elephant. Everything's going to hear you. Yes, it was ridiculous. And um, so at one forty here, just, we're we're running into we're running into uh, um, you know, the lull period. You you said you you got a little lull going on at two o'clock, and from there it it kind of it kind of got exciting pretty quick, didn't it? It did. Honey buns were gone, and uh, <laughs> we was. Uh, I, I didn't know what else to do with myself. Probably done dip the can of snow, and uh, I was sitting there, and I guess about two, I don't know, quarter at or two. So I looked what over my left hand shoulder through the thicket. What I assume never walked down there. What I assume is a big hardwood holler. I hear a deer running. I see. You know, I can see the white on its tail. It run up to the top of the ridge, which I didn't know the lay of the land because I hadn't walked through it like Nick had. He, it run up to the top. I say he, I didn't know what it was. I seen another one. I said, well, a buck's chasing. Maybe that's the one from earlier, you know, a little old thing. Well, what it was doing, it, it, it run up that ridge. But what I didn't know is, is how that logging road or, you know, run in front of me it went out on top of that ridge well when they come out on top of that ridge they just turn and come to me well the the first deer come down couldn't it come in the top i'm trying to explain it when i say this logging road goes down this logging road comes down and splits a cedar thicket okay, okay. i can't see the far end of it it's it's about 40 yards as far as you can see to your left and on father in the cedar thicket keeps going on. Well, it runs in it and runs down to the bottom of it in front of me, if that makes sense. And I can just see legs. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, that's the doe. You know, Buck's running the doe over here and she's, you know, waiting on him to be tended or, or, or playing a game with him. So I hear another deer coming. Not not running, just just walking. It, it does the same thing. It comes in that thicket in front of me, um, on yon side of the uh, logging road, and walks over closer to me. I'd say twenty five yards, and I look at it, and it's a little small. What I think is eight point, little, little twelve inches wide. Right. So I was like, well, okay. So, you know, not going to, not going to shoot him. So, so you've already, I see the deer you've already the determined that that was the deer that you're not going to shoot for sure. Right. Well, I assumed that that little buck was running the doe and the doe was at the bottom. Right. You know, everybody would have thought, I couldn't see nothing but legs. Well, I mean, we're talking a, a, a thick cedar thicket here. You can't see nothing in it. Right. So it starts walking back up towards, which is odd for not to go the other way to be a doe, it, uh, which I didn't think that at the time, but now I do. It's walking back up towards the logger road towards the deer. I just see legs. Well, sun's kind of shining a little bit, and I catch a glimpse of a beam. Well, Nick had said 
when he was hunting there, he seemed like a what he thought to be a unicorn-looking deer. Didn't have no point. I said, well, that's that. Didn't even really get excited. That's that unicorn deer. Well, it walks up, plumb to the side of that logging road. Um, still didn't know nothing. But when it picked its head up and turned and looked at me, I said, man, that's a little bit bigger deer. At this time, you'd see well, its body. You could see its body and kind of get an idea that, oh, hold on, <laughs> this might be something to look at. Right, right, and and, it, and it, it, you know, you don't realize how big deer are in Illinois, especially a buck till it's standing next to a doe. Right, you, you don't realize what a, what a two hundred fifty pound deer looks like till it's standing next to a hundred pound doe. You you just don't understand. You, your eyes can't just you can't figure it out. Well picked his head up and grunted at that it was running that that eight point it was it was gonna whoop him he was in his territory i reckon and had you seen his horns well, at this he, time i did he, he all he would do he kept his body in the thicket but he would just stick his head out in in the logging road and look at that other deer well it spooked him and he run plumb underneath the stand well at that point I done in between that happening. As soon as he grunted and looked, and I figured out what was happening, I I come at full draw. Well, I done asked. Oh, well, I asked Nick earlier before daylight. How far is the farthest point you can see? He said thirty, thirty-five yards, which was close. What our range was thirty-six. So, and 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 y'all know wherever you think a deer's gonna come out. Just come think the opposite, opposite way. And, that's right. what, and that's the way it's going to come out. It's going to come out in the dumbest situation to put you with a bow in your hand. So he stepped out at the farthest point. He was right there. That buck, the eight-pointer run right up underneath me. How he knowed I was there. Most time, Illinois deer, you know, um, they don't look up. I, I don't know what the deal, why they do that, but they don't look up like Georgia deer. Georgia deer walks out, boom, looks right at your deer stand. I have no idea. But, um, so that eight pointer at this time, he's looking up at you and you're at full draw. He's 10 yards looking right at the bottom of the deer stand in the logging road, looking at me. I've got the can rested on my leg. I'm sitting down. Um, and, 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 you know, it seems like this happens every time. This is the second time. Uh, like I said, in 2018, um, I held my bow back. For, and, and this is not exagger, exaggerating. Um, I held it back for five minutes until uh, uh. sweat was pouring down my face because <laughs> I was just in the, because I made a mistake and come at full draw at the wrong time. Um, so I'm at full draw, done it again, and I'm sitting here with it resting on my leg. And uh, Nick, Nick done the you know. Like I said, we've done all that logging, but it was done so you could sit sitting down, which is, to me, I enjoy sitting down with a bow. Um, maybe better than I do standing up. It's just easier. You don't have to go through standing up, pulling the seat up, make it maybe your seat makes a squeaking sound. Maybe it doesn't. Um, there, there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, but if there's a mature deer there, you got to do that movement, and deer run up on you, and boom, you got to make a decision. What are you going to do? pull your bow back or stand up to your seat, you know, or what have you. Um, so I like shooting down, uh, 
shoot sitting down. So, so, so real quick before before Dan, you're sitting down, you're at full draw, you're you're, and you're holding back. Just give me a little. Uh, well, I know. So give everybody that's listening. What's what's the draw weight on your bow? So I shoot a I shoot an old bow. I shoot a. Uh, it's 2014. I bought it brand new. That's not um, old. I had to, well, well, it's older for Alex. Um, I don't buy. I don't buy you know, a, a new bow every year. But I hurt my shoulders um, in 2014, or a shoulder, and I thought that it was something that wouldn't get better. So we were going to Illinois. I had to make a decision, and I'm used to shooting older bows. I hadn't, like I said, hadn't really been. Um, bow hunted, you know, a majority of my life since I was probably 13, but never, um, bow hunts come a long way since, since, you know, the mid 2000s. Um, you know, I shot old bear tracker and, um, you know, old Hoyts and stuff and, um, never really had a Matthews. Um, and I thought my shoulders were, were done with, and, uh, I went and bought, um, I shoot 29-inch draw length, and I went and bought a 40-50 Matthews Chill. It's got a 30-and-a-half axle-by-axle, and uh, like I said, maxed out. I shoot 53 pounds so at 29 inches. So you're telling me that it don't take an 80-pound bow to kill kill whitetail? No, you're no, telling- it, it don't. I mean, I'm um, like I said, what a, the, what a I've always shot – well, I've always shot is, – is, I always thought, like everybody thinks, um, pull back as much poundage as you can pull. And they make them. You know, they used to make monsters and stuff. Pull back 100 pounds for people that was going to go to Africa and shoot whatever they shoot out there. Um, but So you're um, at, so you're at and, full and draw this, on this deer right now, and you're holding back 53 pounds. And that's... that's I'm on... And he's got it propped because you got your 85. Yeah, he's got, you, you he's got it propped off, on so. his leg, too, and he's, he's still worrying about the smaller buck underneath him. Right, right. And, and like I said, 53 pounds is 53 pounds. My shoulders ain't burnt, but, you know, they're not they're not the best. Um, but I can hold that back a lot better than I can hold something else back with, with less relief. So, so you've got this um, I'm full holding. draw, and, and you've got the, the eight-pointer looking at you, the small one, and you've got the, the big buck. Now he's still inside the cedar thicket, or he's out where you can get a shot on him yet? No. He, he, he's, he's got his, I would say, from his rack to his nose out. Well, I'd say to the beginning of his front, his neck and his to his nose is sticking out. He's looking at that eight-pointer. So, I've already dialed. As soon as I seen him standing there and figured out what was going on, I done rolled her up to thirty six. But you never had to let back down again. I never let back down. Now let me let me back up here if I can. We during this whole deal, we weren't seeing no deer and and, and all this. Um, what, what, you know, what else do you got to do? You know, it's seventy something degrees during the day. I was going to shoot my bow. Nick had shot his, everybody. I shot my bow, and um, I, I shoot HHA, um, the big one. I leave mine on 25. I shoot everything from 0 to 30, shooting 53 pounds. I shoot everything from 0 to 30 with 110. So, that being said, I didn't think nothing about it. 
I didn't have time this year just with baseball with kids and just everything going on. I probably could have made time. I just didn't. Um, I didn't shoot my bow 30 times. So um, I, I, I started shooting. So you've made a decision that you're going to try, you, you know, you're going to shoot your bow a few times. Gonna shoot my bow, you know, it's hot, whatever, man. I don't even want to go stand, you know, it's so hot. And uh, just stayed at the house and done this and uh, shot, shot it 20, boom, you know, hit it, come on back 25, shot it, notice I was a little low, step back at 30, I was uh, hit two in the bottom of the target, one in the dirt. I was like, well, that's weird. Step back at 35, rolled her back to 35, shot it in the dirt. Rolled back to 40, put it on 40 in the dirt. I was like, all right. This is, you know, this ain't, this ain't good. So I noticed that ever, so I stepped back at four, I think I walked back up to 30, put it on 35, boom, center ring. I was like, okay. So step back at 35, put it on 40, boom, center ring. Step back at 40, put it on 45, center ring. So I took a magic marker. And just made me a sight. On the fly, then made an adjustment. And um, made it, you know, started at 20, where 25 should have been, and just and just come on down all the way to 50. And um, So you've made so, your adjustments at this time. You've already adjusted your sight. Anyway, I shot it. I felt good with it. Um, I've killed several deer with this bow, so so I, I, when I pull it back, I, I feel good with it anyway. Um, but but at this point, um, after I shot a few times, really probably didn't shoot ten times. I felt good about it. I, I like the bow. Um, so go back. The deer standing. He's looking at the eight pointer. The eight pointer has looking dead at me. He has no, you know. He's done pick me out. He's got. Um, he's he's on. He's on alert. He's aware that you're you're there. Yes. So, but fortunately, he was looking at me, but the bigger buck was looking at him. He run. He spooked. He run to my left. The logging road kind of made a T right there. He kind of went to my over my left shoulder, run in the thicket, and. The other deer just kind of stood there. I'm still at full draw. He took one step, two steps, and all that dang griping I've done about Nick, about cutting him down. <laughs> all the trees. Guess what? There was one limb and a vine that come down and made a hoop. So and after all, so after right all, where, yep, after all that uh, <laughs> logging y'all done, you've still got one little limb, and guess where he's standing? And ain't that, and ain't that the way I have every daggum time? So he stepped. When he took one step, two step, his second step was to the away from me, so it made him slightly quartering away, and his right behind his shoulder was in that hoop of that vine. <laughs> I had no choice. And as soon as he stepped in that hoop of that vine, I hit the trigger. And couldn't really tell, but all I know is I got a kick out of it. He whirled back around, went back in the thicket. I'm talking about knocking stuff down. 
and he whirled back around. I could see him go through that thicket, come back on that logging road, then he disappeared. So, at that this, point, this obviously, was about what two? This is two forty. Two forty. Two forty exactly. That's when you. I, that's I when my, you text, right? Is that when you text us? Yeah, I let my nerves calm. I texted Nick two forty three, two forty five. Um, you know, I wasn't. Um, I didn't get the jitters too too bad till after I didn't hit the trigger. I don't know how it probably happened different to different people. Um, but I texted Nick. I, I don't even but know. I, what I knew, I'd have to go no, back. Look, you texted us on that group, and you just said, "You said just shot one." That's basically all it said. And and I knew after we had already texted back and forth about. Are we gonna shoot a doe? And you said no. I, I had knew, I knew that you probably had shot a pretty good buck if you if you're sending that. Right, and 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 I just um, you know, if we're around here, if you don't shoot them, somebody else will. Well, up there's the case too, but we got a bow in our hand, so you got to put a little work in, and if you earn it, then you earn it. So, so I mean, you know, we, we do have a bow in our hand, so anything you kill with a bow is a trophy. I mean, in, in my opinion, it's hard to do. It's not, um, it's not something you can just go out here, you know, almost the stars got a line for you to kill one with a bow. I mean, it's not easy task. No. And now, so, so now you've shot, you've, you've shot, you've made a, you know, what, did you feel like it was a good shot when you let it go? Didn't know. Didn't know. So that, that, I, I, that I immediate know, doubt, just I, like I, we all get, is, it was going through your Everybody head. does. Well, Everybody I, does. I, All I done was trust the bow that the, the, the arrow went where the pin was, and um, we we got a saying over at camp, and, and it's a good saying for for good reason. Is just let them lay. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, and, and I'll I was probably, gonna do that. I'll I'll, I'll take over a little Go bit ahead. because I'll. Uh, you had sent that text, and I think I had called you or whatever, and we were talking on the phone, and I said, "Hey, don't you know we have." We basically have one full day left to hunt and a half a day to hunt, and and maybe I wasn't the friend I needed to be, but I said, hey, just wait before you send the text out. Let us finish out the evening hunt in case one of us kill. And like I said, I mean, if it's if it's down, if you're still uncertain about the shot, if it's down, and he's already expired, he's not going to go. He's not going to go anywhere. So I didn't run over there and and help you out like I have in the past, but. Um, Maybe that was fault on me, but I, I felt like it was—I felt like it was the right thing to do at the time. And and I know you got down and went over there and checked on the checked on the blood. Yeah, it was. I mean, everybody needs to hunt and stuff. And I mean, you know, we're all grown ups, and it's best. I figured it out. You know, well, I think I have. If you shoot one, for some reason, when you shoot one with a bow, you always doubt yourself. Absolutely. And, uh, oh, yeah, every time. Especially if it's a big deer, you want to doubt yourself. And you can go down there and find that iron. It's got blood from tip to tip, tip, tip. And you're just, man, you, you still you still want to doubt yourself. Well, did it go, you know, is, is that liver? Or, you know, did I nick it? Or did I brick it? You know. How, how long though, did you sit there before you got down? I sat down there uh, about 30, 35 minutes. And, um, and uh, I was... Uh, I'll be honest with you, I done paid every bottle I had, and it was over. <laughs> it was time and, to uh, go. And it was time to go, and uh, and that's all I could wait. And I wasn't going to run nobody's hunt, like I said. I done talked to Nick. I texted Nick. He called me. I got down, 
I walked over, couldn't find my hair, uh, looked, seen a couple specks of blood right where I hit him, which in, in, in my experience, if you don't got a good shot, exactly where you hit them, there ain't going to be no blood. You're going to have to find it. Yep. So I took about two steps to the right and looked where I heard him just snapping trees off, and he's got blood running all down the side of trees. That's as far as I went. I wasn't going to push it. Um, I was hearing actually deer. Like I said, this this bedding area is huge. I was hearing deer walking out of that bedding area to the east going downhill walking out that I didn't even see. I mean, there was still deer in that bed in there that I'd never seen the whole entire time I was hunting. So I got out of there. It's time to and, get uh, out, and you're, you head back to camp, and, you, you know, you guys have have put in the time, you know, like you said, to to, to wait or put in the conversation. And, and I'm, wait. I'm sitting in the stand, too, and, I, and I, I know I keep saying this, but I'm, you know, should I go help him? Should I hunt? Should I go help him? Should I hunt? And, you know, and I want to. I want to get down and run over there like Watson did you, Alex, and help him. And, and But I know in the back of my mind, hey, if he's still uncertain about the shot, the deer's not laying there, we need to give it time, we might as well hunt out the evening. Yep. And everybody needs to do that. If you're not if you're not waiting on that deer, if that deer runs off, you don't see him fall, you need to wait that deer out with a bow. I mean, especially with a bow. Oh, absolutely. It, right. Because you're not going to do any – if it's a marginal shot, the deer runs 40 yards and beds down – all you're doing is pushing that deer yeah. into the next county. I'm not saying that you don't have to get down after a shot. You can shoot that deer. As soon as you shoot him, walk over there, see if you see blood, mark it, get out. Move. Yeah. Get back to go back to camp. Go, go back to camp, sell, eat lunch, dinner, whatever you gotta do. And 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 the bad thing is and, and and we have it bad here in Georgia. We got a coyote problem. But up there, it's a um it's intensified, it feels like to me. The last deer I shot, I let it lay. You know, we done been through this. People done wounded deer and stuff. Going to let it let it lay. That was the last evening that we were hunting. It was snowing. I let it lay. I'd made a good shot. Had blood from the tip to the end. It didn't go, what do you say, Nick, 125 yards, 150? Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> we got down there. Coyotes done started eating it. That it didn't even go nowhere, but I was worried about my shot, and, and, and just the coyotes up there are ridiculous. And Nick, the day before, had had one. Nick didn't get nothing but the head back, so I was worried about that too. I wanted to go to my deer because I, you know, I shot the deer. If I killed it, I wanted the meat. Um, I earned it. I'm not worried about the horn. I mean, I'm not so much worried about the horns. I mean, we all all are a little bit. But I shot that deer I want to meet. I mean, who wants to cut off? Um, who wants to cut off a head of a you know two hundred pound deer? Exactly. I don't. So, yeah. So so y'all uh, you've went back to camp. You're back at camp now. Nick Nick and everybody's got there. Um, it's it's been uh, we're gonna say dark was at you know five o'clock. So you're you're three and a half four hours from the shot and. At that time, you know, you've let everything sink in with what's happened over the evening. You guys get back and you and you pick up the trail. Pick pick me up there. All right. So me, Nick, and Blaine go out. We uh, everybody's back. We go. 
we go back, we head back over where we're at, we start walking. It's pretty good, you know, pretty good uphill walk, which ain't a whole lot of hills in Illinois, but in southern Illinois, it's cute. We get going up there, we're all kind of chubby, we're breathing hard, we get up there at the top. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> get over, right. We get where, where I shot it, so there's blood on the tree. So, and I mean, I'm talking about, we're in the logging road, one step to the right, 10 foot up, and then make a step to the left, we're back in the logging road, he didn't, he didn't come back on that road, because that's where he come from. Well, we start picking up blood. Well, we get we get on out there. We find my area. I mean, we're talking fifteen yards. We find it, decent blood. Jab it up. We go on out through there. We're finding decent blood, and then we start. He comes off that logging road and starts specking out. Well, what I think specking out. Nick's. I'm tracking one blood trail. Nick's tracking one, three foot to my left. Yeah, I'll say that. That's. I've never seen a deer. I've never seen a blood trail sprayed like that. I mean, he of course he was on the main blood trail, and I I was like, what? Is, why is this way over here? Right, and and, and um, you know the the, the arrow. I didn't get it past through because like I said, he was quartering. He's quartering away just to hire. Um, it made it to the fletchings, and he pulled it out. Um. So we're going out through there, man. Nick kept saying, he's spraying, he's spraying. And he was just, and I was following the drops that was just dropping off his body. Well, he whirled around and, and he went to the left off logger road, went back on logger road, and it just looked like you took a bucket and just strode it. There was no flashlight needed. You could have just done it by the moonlight. Mm-hmm. He just pouring it. That old rage opened him up. And huh? we, he did. He, that rage, I, I shoot him. Um, I shoot the uh, hypodermic, the, the old hypodermic, uh, plus T's, one and a half. Um, and because I shoot, um, you know, I shoot 53 pounds. And I think, there's a lot there lot to say, I think there's a lot to say about those uh, FMJs, too. They made me a firm believer, in, and I'm going to switch to those also. I think they give a lot of penetration oh. for a lot less poundage. Oh, yeah. You ain't got to have all that, all that thing. You know, you ain't got to pull back no 80 pounds and shoot all this stuff and all these thin airs and all this stuff. In the FMJ, I shoot the 400, the 10.2s. I shoot about, I just shoot shy of 500 total grain. But, um, like I said, I don't shoot much weight, but I still shoot about 65 pounds kinetic energy, which is all you need to kill, you kill elk with that. And, um, it pushes them through. Yeah. And so y'all, now you found this blood trail that's just, I mean, amazing, and it's it's you know you're able to move on it pretty quick. How much further up through there was he laying? Oh, it was as soon as we find it like that, we probably took I don't know three or four steps, and I shine light up through there, and it looked like a damn brown cow laying in the middle of the road. <laughs> Body on him, it was just and ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I didn't realize because he wasn't standing next to nothing how big of a body deer he was. Um, and that's just a lot to do with the, being a mature buck, too. Right, right. And, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't know how mature he was. We ain't on TV. I wasn't over here looking at briskets and looking at this and looking at that, and we ain't having him on camera and all that stuff because I don't care nothing about that. But, it, it, you know, um, he would have made me happy to shoot him or I wouldn't have shot him. So uh, 
when we got up, I couldn't even see his horns. <laughs> but when we stepped over his hindquarter and looked down and seen, you know, that his uh, that his main, you know, his his main beans coming out of his head was uh, you know, big as your wrist. Um, big as your wrist, not mine. Big as, big as your wrist, not mine. Because that wouldn't. Yeah, be well, I mean, we probably, we probably right, 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 right. Well. We ain't shooting baby stuff, man. Shooting man stuff. Um, but, but, and then I was like, wow. And, uh, and, and just seeing how big he was. And, um, and, and we're not talking, uh, which I'm, you know, I'm sure that after everybody, when they get on here to, you know, to listen to this and stuff, they'll see a picture and stuff. And I don't know if the picture does it justice. I'm, I'm sure the hype does. Um, Pictures but, um, definitely it, give it justice that the, the the mass and the way he carries it all the way through, but the the pictures never do it justice. But I can tell you this: at six three and what are you about two forty? Uh, sitting behind that deer. Yeah, I wish. I'm about to, <laughs> boy, I'm about to that's my fight. I'm about I'm about probably about two fifty now. I'm catching up to Nick. I'm about thirty pounds behind Nick. But um, I tell you anyway, though, when we um, when all three of us get behind that deer and we're dragging it down a flat logging road and then downhill when you and blaine was dragging it brandon he was holding the light wasn't he that's yeah, what I mean, you said earlier yeah, brandon, yeah you brandon, said but, brandon didn't even help drag yeah brandon just pulled the trigger <laughs> well, what are you uh, come on now <laughs> that's what he you been talking no about i bet he has um, <laughs> no we did we did have to take uh multiple turns no, take a multiple and, uh, turns for sure did y'all field dress him there? You know, Blaine's no. the strongest person, you know, strongest person I know. And no. he had to take a break. No, we uh, <laughs> and, and, we pulled him straight back. We didn't gut him. We wanted to um I think I had said what, two thirty, two thirty something, and, and when we picked him up and we got back and put him on the scales and two thirty? No. Two forty, wasn't it, Brandon? Two, oh, he was two forty. Two hundred and forty pounds. Oh. That's, that's a big, that's a big body pounds. deer, and for anywhere you're at, especially in, especially in a, a far drag. If you got to drag one that far, might have been getting the guts out of him. Yeah, it'd been damn well. You know, we had a good drag, and and I mean, I was when I shot him, I just knew, good. You know, he's going left or right, and left or right is not a good decision <laughs> because it goes. And even though we're in Illinois, and we ain't North Georgia. It would have felt like it. I, I'll say it, this though: it's been ridiculous. That's probably um, probably the best place bow shot that I've ever witnessed uh, after seeing where you, where you put him. Well, hell, that's the best luckiest shot I've ever made. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, especially between I that line. I mean, I got to get you. I got to get you and Blaine back up there this spring so we can uh, cut some more trees down. <laughs> Now we'll leave that vine right where it's at now. <laughs> well, Brandon, um, so Brandon, now I mean you've, you, you, you know, y'all went through the whole celebration. I'm sure, and and you know the feeling of accomplishment that came over you. But Nick had kind of gave me a uh, gave me a um, insight that you might have been wearing a, a a lucky item of clothing um, on this hunt. Oh yeah, I wear. Uh, I, I, I wear lucky every time I go deer hunting. It was my um, <clears throat> it was my pop shirt. Uh, <clears throat> I 
And that shirt means a lot to you. I know it does. I know that's something you put on every time oh, yeah. you think of Pops and you, you get it on there, and that's uh, that just makes it even more special to you, being able to take a buck of that size while you're wearing pop and and you know he was there with you as he uh as he uh you you made that shot and guided it along the way i, I know you're very proud of that and that was a as a memory he that you'll carry with you you know the rest of your life oh yeah i always wear that shirt um and it don't matter where you go that's you know that's kind of what it, it it carries with you you got those items that you carry with you and a lot of people may not understand it i carry a knife with me that i've had for a lot of years it means a lot to me and i've always got it there with me and those those when you got something that carries with you and makes that memory even better it, it it definitely resonates through the story and makes makes the story that much more special to you well I, we're always get ready in the same place up there in our in our camp there in illinois and 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 we got Got our little area there. We set our boxes up and we pull our camo out, and it just never seems to fail. Brandon will pull that stuff out, and he'll he'll get ready in the morning. He really he really never says nothing about lucky much in the mornings, but come evening time, and I guess he just knew that was going to be an all day set that he better take lucky with him. And you know he always puts it on in the evening. He said it's you know it's time to kill, it's time to get in there and go after it, and and those moments, I know those moments mean more to him than just hunting but yeah see i've got well, you know I, I i wear you know i wear that shirt it's a little small for me but pops a little smaller probably when he was my age but i always it's some old it's some old jack wheel school you know camera flawed but i always um if you don't have jack wheel it that not steady but um i always put it on when it's time to kill um I always wear it. I don't know what for. I don't know if it makes a difference or not, but it seems to. So. Well, it's definitely something she'll you know you carry with you that it, whether it makes a difference to anybody else or not, you know, and you've got it on. It, it definitely helps the the slow times and gives you those you know the moments that we've talked about uh, on previous episodes. Those moments that we get to reflect on things from our past that mean so much to us. So definitely appreciate you. You sharing old Lucky with us and giving us a little insight into you know what that what that means to you and it's not it's not the shirt it's the meaning behind it for sure so you've got the deer right. back and uh, I know you've got it you know you I guess you are gonna mount that one huh I'm gonna mount it um, I'm I'm not much for uh, I ain't much a whole lot for inches and stuff I could I mean you know it's a good way to hey we see it there in the field what do you think you know you, you really don't know till you put your hands on it. And I wouldn't think it about inches with this one, um, but Brent, it, um, before you go into inches, I know go, you're going. I know you're going to tell the inches and all the size and stuff, but just kind of break it down because I know you put a measurement on it. I, I so so around the bases, it was uh, uh, I believe on the right, it was uh, six and eight, and uh, that that was base measurement. Um, and, and on the left, it was six. Monster. And he carried it out. <laughs> Monster all, measurements. And uh, he carried it out to the end, to the right, with, uh, I want to say, two and five-eighths on the right and about two and eighths on the left. So he carried the math all the way out to the end. He, he was odd, odd deer, as you'll see in the picture. His G2s, um, he had small tines. I mean, the, the tallest tines we got was like two and seven-eighths. Um, but, but I main, mean, uh, brow time. Yeah. His, his G2s, 
were um, 13 and 14. Um, but just, you know, what done him justice was he had so much mass. Um, and, and he was only, Nick, what I tell you, um, two and, I mean, not two, 10 and, did I say seven eighths or five eighths? The width. width. Yeah, the ever, width. Yeah, the width. Yeah. I knew the width was in the ten. Uh, ten. I mean, you're talking about yeah, ten, uh, so ten he, inches. He, yeah, he's under eleven inches wide, so he he has nothing. Um, his horn tip to tip, which uh, some people measure it, but um, uh, Booney Crockett measures tip to tip, but some some don't. Your normal don't, but it didn't ask for it. But his tip to tip, he was five eighths of an inch tip to tip so if that <laughs> oh, makes so sense he wrapped he nearly back around it. and touched in the front yes it was almost i mean there was almost nothing there so um he was just mass is what got him to be anything um total score came out to be he was 137 and seven eighths wow um, that's so that's so crazy. he done you know you can say what if or, or, or what if he was, but, you know, he ain't. So, um, but at, at, a, at a deer under 11 inches wide, which we'll never, ever see in the state of Georgia, that scored 137 inches, I don't believe. Um, I felt pretty good about it. Um, I wouldn't have put a tape on it, um, but Nick was uh, adamant for this situation to uh, to measure it out. So, yeah, definitely, um, definitely it, wanted to get a uh, measurement on him because I wanted to know what he scored. It's not. You think not, 137 inches for a 10 inch spread? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You don't yeah. people people are going to look at that deer, and that goes right back to what we had talked about before. You judging a deer on the hoofs a lot. It's a lot harder than people realize. Oh, I saw 150 inch deer, and you probably saw 110 inch deer. And here, you probably saw it when if you'd seen a you know in the field or where you'd think, gosh, he probably won't go yeah. 115, 120 inches. And you know, he's bumping 140 right now. So I wouldn't have measured that deer. Right. I mean, if I just seen that deer out in the field or sitting out of the stand and not having a picture of it, I. You know, I probably would have put it up that high just because of the spread. That's really one of the biggest things you look at first. Yeah, you look at the spread and you look at the overall, you know, time length and stuff like that. So, well, Brandon, man, it's – I wouldn't have – go ahead. No, go ahead. I wouldn't have shot the deer, period, if I didn't see the height. And and, and, and I told uh, old Blaine when, uh, when we first got there and was unloading her stuff, we got a six-pointer on the wall. I don't know what he scores. He probably scores 125, 125. He's a six-pointer, and I'm talking about he's big around as a baseball at the bases. The old deadhead, somebody found. Right. I said, boy, I like to shoot old crazy deer like that. So, you know, my wish come true, I reckon. So, he'll uh, he'll definitely look good. I'm going to put him on the wall. He'll definitely look good. I don't know. I'll just try to outdo myself next time. Well, Brandon, I can't thank you enough for, you know, taking time out of the evening to come on and talk with us about it and give us a, an insight into it. And I, I've known you for a long time. And, you know, you, you and me and Nick, we go way back as far as far as hunting goes from our coon hunting days to, to our deer hunting up at Rock Creek and, uh, and all the hunting we've been able to do and fortunate enough to be friends for as long as we have. And it's it's definitely does me proud that you, you guys go up there and, and you know, you – you hunt the way you do because I know you both are, are very proud of, of taking a deer like that. And it, it means the world to you, especially taking the time away from your family that, that means so much 
to you, and, and and I appreciate you taking the time this evening to run us through everything and give us a little insight into you know what you were able to do up there and get no get no saws all on the ground. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what them boys named it. Whether it's him or not, I don't know. You know, but uh, I um, I, I definitely uh, couldn't have done it. You know, without my wife watching the kids for seven, eight days, which I know has got to be hell. Um, well, they're, by yourself, which they're, I know, I know it's hell. But, yeah, because you've done it. Um, I don't know. Well, you may not have done yeah. it by yourself for seven or eight days. No, no, but. I ain't done it. No, I ain't done it. No seven or eight days. I ain't heard no bitching from y'all's ass. <laughs> but um, if uh, and, and I couldn't and I couldn't do it without Nick neither. I'll be honest with you. Um, he's uh, you know, it was his spot, and he's uh, you know, whether it was uh, bad luck on his behalf or good on mine. You know, I appreciate it either way. Oh, uh, you know, uh, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't but, giving up that other spot though. <laughs> nah, I know, no better I know, than I know. That. <laughs> I know. Well, Brandon, like but, I uh, said, man, appreciate you coming on, and taking the time to give us a rundown of that. We definitely, definitely enjoyed every bit of it. Just, just make sure next time if you're gonna take one box of fudge rounds, take two. I don't want Nick to get hungry. <laughs> I will. <laughs> well, yeah, Nick, Nick will be two ninety five by the time next time. <laughs> <laughs> He'll have to go up to that. He'll have to go up to that double XL HSS, won't he? I'm gonna have to get me a ground hey, ball. I'm gonna have, have to build him a box. I probably have to build him a box then next time we go up. <laughs> Make sure so. it's a light off the ground now. You got to get down quick. You don't yeah. want to jump and have a box stand. Well, thanks yeah, again, I'll Brandon. Have to get him all that good stuff. <laughs> well, thanks again, man, for coming on with us, and uh, we definitely uh, definitely look forward to the next time. Maybe you can, maybe you can punch a old Georgia buck down before the year's out. Yes, sir. I'll do it. I appreciate it, guys. All right. We'll talk to you soon, man. Yes, sir. Nick. It's a good story. Resonates well for the for the character and the, the partnership that you do as a hunter and as a friend taking Brandon up there. I, that, I know that means a lot to you. It always means a lot to me when you go into a spot and then somebody else is just as successful in that spot. It's funny, you know, the older we get, I would rather experience that joy with somebody as much as me, I mean, I, I want I want everybody to have those moments like that because you may not be able to tell it, but old Brandon was he was pumped. I mean, he sent me oh, yeah. that picture and you and you know and you had uh, spoke about it that he was he was pumped up. About he may it. not show a lot of emotions over a text or a phone call, but he showed it in this podcast. He did, he did, and I, I know that um, I know that you and I both were were well acquainted with pops, and uh, I know how much that meant to him. So. That did mean a lot to him, and it, and it for people that did know him. He was a good man, and oh, absolutely, and and I know he he thought a lot of hunting and carried Brandon hunting, and yeah, yep, and he 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 wanted nothing but the best for all of us boys. So, hats off to Brandon for for sharing that story with us, and I appreciate everybody sticking with it through us because I wanted I wanted to get that's what I've talked about all along. I and you and I've spoke about this from from day one. We want that raw emotion, in it, and we want it to be the 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 inside story and and it may take a little longer to get there at sometimes but uh, you know those moments like that's what you know what it's all about because i want everybody to be able to see our side of it and see that you know this is more than hunting to you and i and and to the rest of the boys that we hunt with and run around with um hey we're not done we're not we got plenty to we talk. got plenty to talk about uh about your illinois trip uh, we're gonna get blaine on 
for now, we're going to flip this over and make this a three-part episode. I feel like it it needs to be because I want to hear the story. Brandon's, you know, it, it was it needed to be told that way, and I'm glad it went as long as it did, and I appreciate you all sticking around with us. Like I said, at the beginning of the podcast. I got something to add. Okay, go for, ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry for you, for you in this. Just like Brandon said, to all the wives out there, I don't have kids. To all the wives out there that, you know, let us go. Let us go hunting. They watch the kids. I know you can speak of this because you have kids, but just give them a hug. Say thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Be more appreciative to that because I've had to learn. I've had to learn that for myself that you you know they do do a lot at home. They do sacrifice a lot of time for us to go away for those weeks. So in the off season, I've made it a point to try to do more to to help out around home and things like that instead of. Worrying about running off fishing, maybe in the spring, maybe I don't go to the lake as many times as I used to, and I definitely, um, I definitely am very appreciative of mine, as I know Brandon is of his. So, as I said at the beginning of the episode, we're closing in on a thousand on our follows on the Facebook page. Contest is still running on there. As quick as we get to a thousand, we're gonna select a winner off of that that post itself. You have to go on there, you post a picture, tag two friends in that post, and share the page. That's the requirements. If that's been done, once we pick a picture we like of the best submitted, we're going to pick that as the winner. It'll also be the cover photo for a couple of weeks. We'll make that, you know, our cover photo for the for the page and all of our platforms. We got to get those reviews in here too soon on those bows. Reviews will be coming out as uh, as quick as I get an opportunity to get that <laughs> hoist set up. I haven't had an opportunity for that yet. It'll probably be after the first of the year before that bow's ready to rock and roll for me. So we got. We got a, a another uh, a whole other segment on that. So definitely appreciate everybody tuning in tonight, and uh, y'all stick with us because we're gonna make this a three parter, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. As always, thanks for all our followers. Thanks to Nick. Thanks to Cody. Thanks to you know everybody out there that's been sharing this thing, and we hope you enjoy it. Please give us some feedback. Kick us over some questions. You got some questions you want us to ask anybody that we're going to have on the, you know, on. We're going to try to pre-lib it a little bit of what we're going to do and who's going to be coming on so we can get some of those questions on there. If you got a topic that's that's mindful or something coming up, I know right now we're just in the beginning stages of this thing, and I think it's going to go well, and I hope it continues to kick off the way it has been because Nick and I both are excited and we're pumped up as, as could be uh, about continuing this thing on. So for everybody out there and Talk About It Nation, thank y'all. Y'all having good good night, good weekend, and uh, I hope everybody comes back and catches us on the next one. Thank y'all.